Sip bears, sip bears. What's tea? What's tea? I hope all is well. Um, first and foremost, I want to apologize for not getting you guys your episode for yesterday, Sundays. I mean, at least once a week, I try to get you guys a new episode. And for the people that know, that know, that are close to me, you know, close knit, we talk, whatever. Y'all know I was in Florida for a wedding. Um, congratulations to Kim and Joyce for confirming and legalizing we married now. You know, that's what we kept hearing all this weekend. So congratulations to you guys. Um, again, I'm just happy for you guys. Um, I finished the pictures. Now it's just the video and we'll go from there. But hopefully, you know, you guys are happy with what you got so far. Um, for ones that may not understand, I took pictures um, during her wedding and also did some video shots. Now, there was a bit of, I guess you can say, uh, no set of expectations on my behalf. I didn't ask enough questions, things of that sort. So, um, however, when, you know, we got to the place of the confirmation, there was another photographer and I didn't want to step on any toes or anything, but he did step into my shot a few times with the whole video. So we'll see how that comes out. Um, hopefully I'm able to like finesse it to some way, you know, to not, you know, where he's just really invading my shot. So we'll definitely finesse it that way. Um, but again, congratulations to you guys. It's just a beautiful thing. Marriage is a beautiful thing. Um, I was in Florida, so that was nice, you know, just to get away from the cold. You know, that, that warm weather just reset me back, my mind back where it needed to be to be able to refocus. Um, however, we did just get back yesterday um, evening, and I had set, in, set my intentions to still record for yesterday's episode. However, sleep took the best of me, and I was just done. Like, I was asleep the whole time. Like... Maybe some people will probably wake up in the middle of the night and be up. No, I was able to wake up and then go right back to sleep. Um, you know, where I'm currently at, which is my mom's house, there was some noise and here and there. But, you know, I stay humble. I take deep breaths because I'm here. You know, I got to make the best of it. I got to be in a positive mindset. Um, I can't allow this negativity to puncture what I have set for myself or I'll never get there. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, but, you know, continuing on. Continuing on with, you know, this month's category, which is just about Native Americans and indigenous peoples and just spreading awareness of the, the, the relationships they have, um, the struggles, you know, the the battles and that have been going on and are still going on. Um, but I kind of just wanted to continue that conversation, you know, of course, because it's Native American Heritage Month. Um, not only that, it's just also just time to shed light on these kind of things. Um, and I just also felt it was appropriate. Um, but I kind of just wanted to, and I have a lot of notes here because it's not brief. Okay. The history on Native Americans is not brief. It's not something that you can just cover in one segment. It's a breakdown of things and, you know, it's, it's just... A lot of things that go into the relations. Um, but I just wanted to do a brief overview of the relations between Native Americans and the United States government. 
because it's 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 given that oh we have a good relationship we got a good fair trade no it, it's really not that um a lot of things that i was taught to believe such as thanksgiving and and natives and and the congress well or the colonials coming together and, and feasting together and it was a beautiful thing that just wasn't it that wasn't it at all that wasn't the truth and I don't know I'm just over it like I'm over everyone getting excited for that type of thing like no you need to know the history and now if you still want to follow that tradition because now you've made it your own then by all means but if you don't even know the history of it I would educate yourself on the history of what natives have been through um, and then go from there. But again, we'll get, we'll get more into that whole Thanksgiving on when it comes to that time. Cause I don't want to, you know, give too much cause it is a, some, some hot stuff with that too. And I got some personal responses from people of my tribe and it just means more. I don't know. Like it does mean a little more that it's personal, you know, like that is one thing I know, you know, the four agreements by Don Miguel Coots don't take it personal. Okay. I get it. But with that, I took it personal. That meant a lot to me because it was just like, okay, y'all, you know, I like this. I'm getting some answers from elders and, and getting involved, you know. Uh, but anyways, the, the history of the relations between Native Americans and the federal government of the United States has been what they call fraud. And fraud means... It's filled with or likely to result in something undesir- undesirable. So they made it seem like, oh, we were all cool. But no, it's act- they already know it's full of shit. Okay. Um, to many of the Native Americans, the history of the European settlement has been a history of wary welcoming. And again, we'll define that word wary, which means... Wary means feeling or showing caution about possible dangers or problems. So it's like the natives already knew like something was off. They knew they didn't have pure intentions, you know. And it was followed by opposition, defeat, near extinction, and now a renaissance. And... For people who don't know what a renaissance is, I'll define that as well. A renaissance is a cultural movement that spanned the period roughly from the 14th to the 17th century. And yeah, like it was a lot of fishy, like it was a lot of like unclear communication between the natives and the European settlers Um, to Europeans and Americans, though it. Their relationship has included everything from treatment of Native American nations as equals or near near equals to assimilation to exile to near genocide, often simultaneously. And I'm going to actually look up the word assimilation because that's something that I feel should be broken down as well. Now... Assimilation is the process of taking in and fully understanding information or ideas. So they felt like to Europeans and Americans, they was like, okay, you know, we're getting along. We're getting information from these people. We're doing this, this, that, and third. But 
you know, again, the natives knew that they were just trying to take over. Like, they knew that it was something more that they were trying to do here. Um, and again, why it was, we're near extinction, because they were killing us, okay? Now, we'll go to the late 18th century, right? Um, there was the British during the Revolution, Revolutionary War. And, you know, the Native Americans and the British, they were allies at that time. So there was the Treaty of Paris, Paris, sorry, the Treaty of Paris, which ended the war. It was silent on the fates of these British allies. So the Treaty of Paris was there to end the war, but it was silent on the fates of the British allies. The new United States government was thus free to acquire Native American lands by treaty or force. So at that time, they were just able to take over the land. Um, or so they thought. They they really did think that they were just going to get it easy, like we were just going to hand it over. We did fight. We fought a good fight. You know? And it, it worked for a while. Okay? But that's where the treaty comes in. And everything else. After the Revolutionary War, the United States maintained the British policy of treaty making with the Native American tribes. The treaties were to define the boundaries of Native American lands and to compensate for the taking of lands. The treaty was there to really protect the natives, okay? However, the treaties were not ratified by the Senate and thus were not necessarily deemed enforceable by the U.S. government, leaving the issues unresolved. So that means we weren't protected. They were attempting to put these protections on our lands, um, but it was that word ratified by the Senate. So that means it wasn't approved um, there was no signing. There was no official signing. Ratify means sign or give formal consent consent to a treaty, contract, or agreement making it officially valid. So that was never done. So that means that the Native American lands were just free for all. Okay? On occasion, the representatives of Native American tribes who signed the treaties were not necessarily authorized under tribal law to do so. For example... There was a man named William McIntosh. He was the chief of the uh, Muscogee Creek Nation. And he was assassinated for signing the Treaty of Indian Springs in violation of Creek law. Then, in 1871, treaty making as a whole was ended. Like, it wasn't even allowed anymore. Because the Congress, <laughs> the Congress, who, who run this, ceased to recognize the tribes as entities capable of making treaties. So they felt like we weren't even, we're not even allowed to make treaties. We're not even allowed to fight for this stuff. We have no rights. We, we're not allowed to have a voice, okay? The value of the treaties also came to be called into question when the Supreme Court decided in 1903 that Congress had full power 
over Native American affairs and can override treaties. So do you understand why you you getting it now? Okay. Many of the treaties made before then, however, remained in force at least to some extent. And the Supreme Court was occasionally asked to interpret them. So even the treaties that we did have in place that were approved and made official, they even were trying to take those back. So then it was like, no, you have to keep it there. So they kept it there. Okay, we'll keep it there for like two years. We'll keep it there for like three years. Just to see it, to make, see it, to make it seem like they were doing it fair. Okay. One notable treaty with ongoing repercussions is the Treaty of Faint Laramie of 1868 again that is the treaty of faint fort laramie i'm sorry i said faint of fort laramie of 1868 the treaty under this treaty the united states pledged among other things that the great lakota reservation including the black hills would be set apart for the absolute and undisturbed use and occupation of the Lakota nation. Therefore, that reservation, in other words, that piece of land was to be set apart. That means anything that we wanted to hold on that land, our powwows, you know, our hunting, our teaching to the kids, you know, how to, to create beatings and, and things with looms and stuff like that, that is to be set apart. We can host our powwows, we can live on that land, we can do what we need to do, have our farm on that land, but do you think that held up? Uh, although neither side fully complied with the treaty's terms, with the discovery of gold in the area, here comes the United States with a greedy asses. But when they discovered that there was gold on that land, they sought to buy back the Black Hills. They wanted it back now at this point. And they felt like it was whatever price it was worth it because there's gold on the land. Now it's an investment kind of mindset, right? So, of course, the tribe's going to reject that offer. Nothing that you can offer us is going to make up for our culture, our heritage, our land. This is our land. This is rightfully ours. So, that, of course resulted in the Black Hills War, which lasted from 1876 to 1877, which included Custer's last stand at the Battle of Little Big Horn, which was from June 25th to the 26th on, in 1876. Finally, in 1877, Congress went back on the original treaty and passed an act reclaiming the Black Hills. So they just took it back. They didn't even pay us anymore. They didn't, you know, make it like, you know, like fair or anything like that. They just took it back. They went back to the papers because they have the right forms and they have the right words to say and they have all this stuff. They took it back. okay, reclaiming it. But in 1923, the Lakota, which is the name of the tribe, they sued. Sixty years later, a 60 year fight, the Supreme Court determined. The annulment was a taking under the Fifth Amendment and that the tribe was owed just compensation plus interest starting from 1877. They don't want payment. I don't know why the United States feels like, oh, I could just pay you off. I could just, I could just, you know, 
throw a couple stacks on you and you'll be alright. No, like there is sentimental value to that land. There is history with with that land. Like people have given birth, people have raised their kids, they've built homes, they've built you know TPs and and made a life there. And you think writing a check is just gonna be okay? No. So the tribe, of course, refused to accept payment. However, it's still seeking return of the land. They want that land back. Even though, and as of eight, 2018, do you know how much they were trying to offer these people? One billion dollars. That's because they know that this land is a lot of value to it. Not just because of the gold. Not because of that. It's, it's, it's a cultural value that was rightfully ours as indigenous peoples. And this isn't just the first and only tribe to go through this. It's still happening today, unfortunately. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, as of 2018, the amount due appears to be around $1 billion. They don't want it. They just want the land back. Removal and resettlement. Although, excuse me, there were fights in the Northwest Territories. There were fights in the Southeast Territories. Um... There was fights, okay? There was the Tecumseh and the Battle of Tip Canal. There's the Creek War and the Seminole Wars. Seminole Wars? I'm sorry, I can't read right now. Um, But the major policy toward the North American tribes were that they had to go. They had to resettle somewhere else. And that's just not okay. So... The Removal Act of 19 I'm sorry, the Removal Act of 1830 authorized President Andrew Jackson to negotiate for the removal and resettlement of Native American tribes. The primary targets were Cherokee, Creek, Choctaw, Chickasaw, and Seminole, and they were from Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. Okay? Although the removal and resettlement was supposed to be voluntary, ultimately, this resulted in the series of forcible removals known as the Trail of Tears. And again, that is around this time when they were coming around and forcibly removing people from their homes, from their land, and showing paperwork and saying, like, this is law. It's just... This is history that never was spoken about. This is history that they don't teach us in school, man. So that's why it's starting to just come out as like school. What is school for? Because if I if I talk to my little cousin or my my little nephews about this, they they still won't know what the hell I'm talking about. They'll be like, "What? No, no, Christopher Columbus. No, 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 baby. They still teaching y'all the wrong things in school." So. Yeah, there there was the Trail of Tears where they they went and forcibly removed these people from their land and forced them to resettle. Okay. Then there was a policy known as allotment and assimilation. And relatable to treaties, they were forced upon tribes. Common reservation land was allotted to individual families. 
The General Allotment Act of 1887 made this more general, which resulted in the loss of much reservation land. So you pretty much just taking our land and giving it to families to build homes. That's where those homes come from. Okay, and it's just like, oh my gosh. It really kind of gets to me reading this all over again. Because I, I did my studies, I took these notes, and I, and I just kind of pretty much bullet, bullet printed, bullet, bulleted everything that was just standing out. And it was just so much that I didn't, I was not aware of. So everything's kind of written down. Because what, who, why do you think that's okay? Like, I, I just don't know how the how it came about for these policies to be created. That's information that they're not putting in there. That is something that I just don't understand. How can you create such a policy where you are invading someone's rights pretty much, but then you have something called the Fifth Amendment? Like what? I, I don't know. I, I And you're just doing it to rent it out. Which is just money. Everything revolves around money with these people, okay? Everything revolves around money. Financial incomes, financial residue, all that shit. It's just financial. Everything's money with these people. But in 1934, there was a new approach during the New Deal with the Indian Reorganization Act of 1934. That ended allotment, banned further sale of Native American land, and returned some lands to the tribe. So either way, we were were continuing to fight, but something, of course, always came back to take it back. Like, I don't know how it came about. Again, all of these new policies and these new acts and these new, you know, treaties and all, all of this is just like kind of still foreign to me because it's just like it's policy it's po- I mean it's politics and I, I have to say I'm not all the way there with politics yet I still kind of have my little you know I learn I have a lot of learning to do with politics you know as I I was stated before in the last episode or a few episodes ago how I was always raised to believe that I'm democratic just because my family said I'm democratic but then based on my research we were never supposed to be voting democratically we were supposed to be Republican or a free agent, in other words. You go for the party that is right for you. You don't just go to the party that's Democratic because it's Democratic. Like, what? No. So that is just something that I'm self-educating myself on now. I evolve myself around people that know about it and, and research it and passionate about it because it's something that I do feel like it's, it has to do with this truth and, and the decoding of things, you know? Anyways, back to this, okay? So they came up with the Indian Reorganization Act of 1934, which, again, stopped allowing people from buying Native American land. They weren't able to just give it off to individual families. Um, they, and they had to return some of those lands to the tribes. After World War II, however... Proposals arose in favor of assimilation. And not only that, they wanted us, they wanted to terminate us altogether. They wanted to end reservations. They felt like we didn't have a right 
to have reservations. They didn't feel like we had a right to even have rights, okay? A number of reservations, such as the Menominee in Wisconsin and the Klamath in Oregon, their reservations were terminated. They, They pretty much got their reservations taken from them and destroyed, and made into God knows what, maybe some complexes or something like that, but condominium something, but it's no longer their rightful land. And that's just, how can you fight that? You know, like now when we talk about more recent things, right? There's the influence of the civil rights movement in the 1960s, which led to the Indian Self-Determination Act of 1975. This act restored some sovereignty, okay, to to some sovereignty, okay, to a, to an extent to tribal governments and gave them a certain independence in handling federal funds and operating federal programs. Like I know of some people of my tribe that are now governors and they're in the Congress and it's a beautiful thing. That's a big achievement for us. Because we weren't allowed. They were trying to terminate us altogether, you know. So the fact that we are now in those operating fields, that's a win. That's a win. That's a victory there. Um, but the status is still complicated, okay, when it comes to the status of the Native American tribes with respect to the states. Because we weren't respected, okay. In general... Today's Native American groups are sovereign within their territory with respect to tribal members, but lack authority over non-tribal members. So there, I kind of am, am related with that because with my tribe, it's like a lot of us are now trying to be registered. Our registration was closed for so long because of the wars, because of the silent wars, because of the, the, the disrespect on our land, because of the contamination of the water. Um, excuse me, the disrespect of our lands, things of that sort. So many of us are now with the registration being reopened because I feel like our chiefs, excuse me, are doing a very good job with fighting right now. They are getting recognized. We've been recognized in New York. We've been, we're working on being recognized in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. The contamination of the land, the pipeline pipeline wars, things of that sort. It is a work in progress, and we have a lot more of a say-so now than what we did back then. Like, I would have to say I'm super proud of our tribes um, and, and the chiefs because they are being consistent, and that that's just important. Um, however, the Supreme Court did determine that in 1987 that states cannot regulate Native American gaming enterprises. This resulted in the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act of 1988, which provided the framework that governs Indian casinos. So, you know how people always like, I don't know, I did hear that before, that, you know, if you're an Indian, you automatically should be lying to a casino or whatever. But that's not always like... You know, you, you're you not going to always be in with a casino, you know, like, like my, my tribe don't have, doesn't have a casino, you know, and, and that, that's okay. At least I don't think so. I'm not sure. 
It's a good question, though. But the constant battle, okay, between the U.S. government and us natives, it's just... It's just constant. It's just something that's ongoing. Like, I, I I don't get it sometimes. Like, because it's just like, why can't you just give us the respect we deserve? Okay? Why? Why can't you just give us the respect that we would deserve? All right? There was also another um, section, you know, where they talked about the arrival in Jamestown, Virginia. Right? when the colonists, English colonists, first arrived in Virginia in 1607 and how they shared an uneasy relationship with the Native Americans. They don't talk about that, all right? They they were on that land for thousands of years, okay? And, and you just come over. At the time, millions, millions of indigenous people were scattered across North America in hundreds of different tribes. Between 1622 and the late 19th century, a series of wars known as the American Indian Wars, took place between Indians and American settlers, mainly over land control. But all in all, as they just confessed here, Indians, we thrived the land for thousands of years before colonists even came along. Okay, we've been here, all right? On, uh, in March of, um, not 19, 1622, there was Powhatan, Indians that were attacked and killed. Oh, I'm sorry. On March 22nd, 1622, Powhatan Indians attacked and killed colonists in eastern Virginia, known as Jamestown. Well, it was known as the Jamestown Massacre. The bloodbath gave the English government an excuse to justify their efforts to attack Indians and confiscate their land. But you have to think about it. You're on this land, you've been on this land for thousands of years. You know this land, this is your land, this is your habitat. Then all of a sudden, someone comes from the outside and they invade your land. They're they're invading your space. They are drinking your water. They are eating your food. They are just in, in your space. You're going to want to defend your space. And that's how we are now. We We want to defend our space. We have to defend, just like if somebody was to come in your house and just make a sandwich. Y'all seen, all, all y'all seen next Friday, right? When Santa Claus came in, in Craig's house, in Day house, and he said, the hell you doing in my house? Eating a big ass sandwich and shit. He was ready to whoop his, they started fighting. If anybody has seen next Friday, y'all, y'all seen that they started fighting, bro. So how can the Indians who are protecting their land that have been there for thousands of years, how can they just be angry individuals now? You got to think about that, man. We're going to protect what's ours, what's rightfully ours at that. So these people can't be mad that we we made the efforts to attack first. You invaded our land. So that's that. But then in 1636, the Pequot War over trade expansion broke out between Pequot Indians and English settlers of Massachusetts Bay and Connecticut. The colonist Indian allies joined them in battle, and helped defeat the Pequot. So, like, there are some periods where the Indians would team up with others, you know? There was a series of battles that took place from 1636 to 1659 between the New Netherlands, then this was in New York, and several Indian tribes, Lenape, uh, Susquehannocks, 
Algonquian's Esopus. Some battles were especially violent and gruesome, sending many settlers fleeing back to Netherlands. Because we was ruthless. We wasn't about to let you just take over, bruh. Like, I don't know. Like, again, this is something we weren't taught. Okay, it was like, oh, it was un- it was unoccupied and things like that. I always had that question. How can you literally rec- how can you claim something that's been occupied? How can you claim c- claim ownership over something that's been owned for thousands of years? Because what you came with paperwork again, that back to that paperwork bullshit, because you pa- came with paperwork, you think, OK, like what? No. Alright, then there were the Beaver Wars from 1640 to 1701, which happened between the French and their Indian allies, which were the Algonquian and the Huron, and the powerful Iroquois Confederacy. The fierce fighting started over territory and fur trade dominance. Then there was the signing of the Great Peace Treaty that ended that. Okay, did you know? On November 29th, 1864, one of the most infamous events of the American Indian Wars occurred between, well, occurred when 650 Colorado volunteer forces attacked a Chan and Arapaho encampment along Sand Creek. Although they had already begun peace negotiation with the U.S. government, more than 140 Native Americans were killed and mutilated, mutilated, most of whom whom were women and children. And then they say we don't have a right to be angry. And even now, we are not choosing war. We tried to do peaceful protests. We tried to do, you know, because we know we savages. Okay, y'all rely on guns way too much, bro. We got bow and arrows. We got aim. We got all that. We could just beat your ass. Like, that's just really what it is. We could poison you. Like, there's so many other ways that we can we can attack you and defeat you. But it's like, we really want to do this a peaceful way. Because we don't want to damn ourselves in the afterlife. We don't want to, you know, damn what happens to us when we die. Because we decided to get on your level, you know? Um... It's just so many wars that were unspoken of. You know, there were so many battles that, you know, people kind of just wanted to brush under the rug. You know, we lost so many people. Tens of thousands of Indians lost to war, disease, famine, and just destroying the Indian way of life, like taking the culture away from us and, and just sense of control. It's a sense of control. It's a sense of saying what we can and cannot do or say. And, and it's just not okay, man. Like I said, there's so much going on with the pipes pipeline and and things of that sort that's currently going on you know and it's unspoken you don't you're not hearing about it on news coverage as much as you're hearing everything else because they don't want us they don't want it to be spread you know and and they know what they're doing is not right you're invading land 
for industry development. That's how I'll say it. They constantly want to invade land to continue to build on a country that's just shit. You created something that was full of greens and blues for the for the ocean and now if you look at the map it's just gray. It's brown. Even the water looks like ugh like Can you imagine if you were to embrace the cultural ways of the native peoples? Can you imagine if you were to just come on land be respectful and maybe we would be equal? Can you imagine? But no. Greed is your motive. And money and taking away things. Just I I just can't understand it anymore. You know, it's just, it's not okay, alright, um, again, there's so many wars just not speaking of, the people just, it's never been spoken of, so it, it is a lot of information to take in, I mean, I only touched a peak of the wars, you know, there's the Seminole Wars, there's the Wounded Knee Massacre, there's, there's, um, who else, let me see, the Battle, I said that, the Battle of Little Bighorn, there's the, uh, Sand Creek Massacre, there is when the Indian the Indian Removal Act, there's so much that is again is just not spoken of it, it's just it's just not okay now they do say by the early 20th century the american indian wars ended okay but it hasn't the 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 wars are still going on the battles are still going on because there are still the the attempts of invasion of land. There are still the attempts of reclaiming land and and things of that sort that never were 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 rightfully theirs in the first place. So it's crazy because Indians helped colonial settlers survive in the new world, okay? They helped Americans gain their independence and they ceded vast amounts of land and resources to pioneers while, again, tens of thousands of Indian and even non-Indian lives were lost to war. They were lost to this fight. While these people just... Live on. But again, that's why it's important for us to talk about it. Talk about these wars. 
these silent wars that not only uh, our native people are going through, but it's many, many, many forms of silent wars um, in black communities, even some white communities. Like there's the uh, gypsy people, not to bring those up, but it's, it's silent wars. It's silent wars. It's a lot of cults. It's a lot of silent cults um, that people silently suffer in. There's a lot of cultural sufferings as well. Um, not all traditions are good traditions. Find out what's truly for you. Like, that's why I say it's really important to do your research. Find out who you really are. Like, my brother, Javon, I'm so proud of you on your journey. My older brother, super proud of him. Just, he's getting in touch with his roots. And that is a beautiful thing. Find out who you truly are. You could be born in a family, but still be different. And that's okay. Your family is still your family. But you have to find your bloodline. You have to find what you relate to. You have to find your truth. Any injustices, any indifferences, shed light on it. Make people accountable for their actions. And that's all we want from these people. It's just to make them accountable because their actions were not right. There was another way that you could have handled this. Yeah. I just wanted to shed light on the native historic relations Again, I only touched the brief of it. There was still, you know, again, the Wounded Knee Massacre, where there was the fierce fight that broke out and 150 Indians were slaughtered. Um, and they say that was the last major conflict between the U.S. government and the Plains Indians. Um... It's just a lot, man. It's a lot. I, I think it's just to the point where the past is not the past. It's just not the past. It is a part of our history, and it is important to still learn. But again, the past is something that people, if not held accountable yet, still have to be held accountable for their wrongdoings. And it can't happen if we're not out there seeking the truth. We can't just go off of what people have told us because it's what we know. Find out the truth. Find out the truth of what really happened. Who really discovered this? You know, even the truth behind before that. You know, there's truth to everything. You just gotta pay attention, pay attention to the codes. Read in between the lines sometimes. But yeah. Excuse me. Next week, it is going to be... I'm sorry. I'm trying to open up a calendar here. Um, see if I could just pull up a calendar. Month of November 2021. All right. So... Sorry. I'm just pulling up a calendar here, guys. 
So we have here, today is the 15th, usually my episodes are on Sundays, so the 14th. So next Sunday is the 21st, alright? I will definitely do some more research, because again, I don't want to talk about the Thanksgiving stuff and harvesting up until we up to that time, you know, because it's some, some pointers that I feel like are some gems that's being dropped, okay? And I'm ready to drop them, you know. Before, So I might really hit y'all with that next week because the week after that is Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So I don't want to make it fall on the day of. Yeah, the day, Thanksgiving day falls on the 25th. So next week, I'm actually talk to y'all about those gyms, you know, about what Thanksgiving really is about. So that you know, you keep that in mind when you celebrate this year. Um... Again, you know, this is Shy's Tea Cafe, where we not only talk about the trending topics, but avoided topics as well. And these are some avoided topics, honey, that we need to talk about. We need to shed light on it because they're not going to get away with it no more, okay? It's just not going to get away with it no more, okay? I'm not doing it no more, okay? And, and yeah. Okay? So make sure you guys as well do your research. A lot of the things as well, and I say this when I have my personal conversations with friends and family. I'm very, like, I give information. I give bullet points. I give information. But I do still leave a lot of information out because I want to encourage you guys to do research as well. Don't be scared to search. All right? I know that everything is governed. All right? But again, you still have to seek that truth. Find your sources, back it up, get books if you have to, look into the archives, you know, but do research. Don't live ignorantly. Don't continue to live ignorantly because it's a lot of unspoken history again. All right. It's a lot of things that they don't want you to know because it will set you free. All right. So be free. Okay. Until next week. Um, I also wanted to give my quick shout outs. I'm sorry. Shout out to Re, also known as Rai Rai at Deeply Underscore Unlocked, where she is still talking about uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Coots. I do, bef- she's on agreement number three now, which is Don't Make Assumptions, which is about to be spicy. I already know she's about to be spicy with that. I believe she's on agreement two. Yeah, she's on agreement two. So make sure y'all go follow up on that at Deeply Underscore Unlocked on Instagram. She will be dropping a new episode tomorrow. So tune in because she goes live. You'll be able to tune in the conversation, give your input as well because she does pay attention to her comments. I'm going to be honest with you, unless that I'm like, okay, like not looking at bullet points, I really don't try to entertain the comments unless, again, we're having a conversation kind of thing. But I'm also not used to it because I don't always have active people watching while I'm doing it, too. So it's, it is a little different for me. Um, but make sure you go, you know, show her some love on Deeply Unlocked, okay? Then it's my mom. She's still narrating her book, Serving a Life Sentence, Yet I Am Free, which is available on Anchor and Amazon for $9.99. I believe it's still $9.99. Or it's uh, $3.99 for Kindle. Or if you're a Prime member, it's free. Let me remind you. Um, so yeah, get on there, man. Just, it's about supporting one another. It's even if you don't want to listen to it, reshare it, you know, um, someone else might need it. You know, there are some gems that are dropped and there are some, some things that help others get through things and not everything's for you, but it might be for somebody else you might know. So just share it. Okay. Um, 
if you're just on here, follow my anchor too, you know, get on my anchor, you know, Chai Chai, Shai's T by Shai Shai Peterson, you know, get up on there. Um, but yeah, I think that's all, you know, if there's anything that you guys need, if there's any, you know, comments, questions, you know, concerns, feedback, whatever it is, please feel free to jump into my DMs. You could text me, you could inbox me, you could call me, you could email me, you could write me a letter, whatever you need to do. Um, I, I, I do want to start doing anonymous, you know, um, anonymous type things, like where you'll send me something, like give me a crazy story, I'll play it, you know, or I'll read it, you know, and you can send it anonymously, um, you know, and it's just to give advice. If you need some advice, if you have questions, whatever it is, some guidance, I'm here. Like, uh, we are all learning. I am a healing healer and I claim it, you know, and, and it's just about believing in yourself. It's about having more confidence within yourself. And honestly, I told myself this before I went to Florida. I was like, I'm about to come back to Florida on some different. And that's just really what's happening. Crazy self-discipline. You know, sometimes you have to do that. You just have to tell yourself no, because what your body desires isn't always what you need. And and sometimes you really have to t- make it necessary to give you what you need. OK, whether it's space, whether it's time, whether it's a break, give yourself that. OK, don't allow others and the outside naysayers to continue to di- dictate what it is that you do with your life. You do what's best for you. No one else can take the controller. Like my brother said, go video game mode. The only player in this game of life that you can control is you. Okay? And with that being said, I'm going to end this. Stay true. Stay you. Much love. Namaste.